0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Inner Warm Up, where your inner work begins. I'm Taylor Elise Morrison, the creator of Inner Workout. And today we've got a really special guest. I'm excited to introduce you to Lars, who is a global marketing expert and also the founder of Half the Story, which is a nonprofit dedicated to empowering the next generation's relationship to social media, which if you've been around Inner Workout and the podcast, you know that that's something that is near and dear to my heart. So for these Taking Care With episodes, we'll talk about how our guests scored on the Take Care Assessment and get some tips and tricks. But first, I want to just give you an opportunity to get to know Lars a little bit better. So Lars, welcome to the show want to know how growth starts? With asking yourself the right questions. Our free take care assessment asks you 75 questions that get to the root of what you need most right now. After completing the assessment, you'll get a PDF profile with practices based on your results. Head to the link in our show notes to take care today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on a call with someone from Chicago. I always love meeting Midwestern people and it's amazing how small the world can be sometimes.
0: Yeah. And something that I didn't mention too is that Lars and I actually both went to Vanderbilt a year apart. And so this is also a little mini college reunion too.
1: Yes. I always love meeting a fellow Commodore, even though it does feel like a lifetime ago. It's always a a special way to come around and reconnect with people that took a similar and entrepreneurial path. Yeah. So Lars, I gave you a really short
0: introduction.
1: What else should people know about you? Well, thank you so much for the warm introduction. I think you you said it best. I was born a marketer and a builder. I've spent really the beginning of my career, really since I was 18 and entered college at Vanderbilt, building and launching and, and running direct-to-consumer brands. Um, the most recent one that I was recently at is Ken Euphorics, and it's a non-alcoholic uh, brain care beverage for the future that it actually Bella Hadid is now the co-founder of. And so I really got to immerse myself in the CPG world and fell in love with you know how we could build products for better mindfulness and well-being alongside building Half the Story. And Half the Story is my baby. It is now my full-time job. Uh, and it is a nonprofit to help the next generation develop healthy relationships with tech. And I think, you know, one thing that for people that are hearing this and that are listening, for you to know is that you know, half the story has been, you know, really almost a, a 10 year journey, even though it's only been six years on paper. And entrepreneurship doesn't look just like, you know, having one job or you know, getting everything you need overnight. Sometimes it means working a number of jobs, taking a long time, not taking a salary, all of those things in order to really make your dream a reality. I love that little side note, because as
0: someone who is bootstrapping this company and who has worked with a variety of organizations and gets people asking about like, what has your journey been like? I love hearing you and others normalize. It's not just a linear path. You can spend years picking up different skill sets that ultimately gel together so that you are able to do what you want full time, if that's the path that you want to take. And also, not everyone has to be a full time entrepreneur. That is cool too. So, thanks for giving us a little peek into some other parts of your world. And, side note, I'm also a, a fan of Kin. So,
1: oh, love I love it. Too. Yes. That was the last baby I got to build for the last, you know, three years and three months. And so, we'll definitely have to get you some. But yeah. And I think honestly, we're just living in this time where, or at least in our generation, I think the last five years when we were in college, there were just these really unrealistic uh, expectations set for female entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurship is probably the least sexy thing you could do. And it's a lot, it can be very rewarding, but it can also be not fun at all <laughs> some days. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's been interesting to see it be very glamorized and also people not realizing all of the dirt that is underneath the the shiny exterior, which is why having conversations like this is so important and also why it is important for people, regardless of whether or not you're an entrepreneur, to be in tune with yourselves to make sure that you're Giving yourself the care that you need for the stage of life that you're in, which is part of why I created the Take Care Assessment. So, most of the people listening are probably aware of what our Take Care Assessment is. It's a 75 question assessment that measures your well being across five dimensions. And in these taking care with conversations, our guest takes the assessment and then we talk about their highest rated subdimension. So for you, Lars, it was body awareness, which falls under the physical dimension of well-being. And before I hear your tips, I'd first love to hear what was your response when you, you saw that that was your highest rated subdimension.
1: dimension I have to say that I was actually really proud because I felt like, you know, really, especially in my younger years... I treated my body almost like a machine rather than an organism. And I've really spent the last couple of years learning how to optimize my body for performance, but also joy and happiness. And so I I was really happy about that, but also I am kind of obsessed with sleep. So I do have an aura ring and I will tell you just because I'm, I, people do not believe that I sleep. Like they don't. Um, You know, on average, I'm sleeping between eight and 10 hours a night. And that's as an entrepreneur. And I really believe that like, you have to sleep your way to the top. It's the best thing you can do for your brain, for your body, for your energy. And we just can't glamorize this no sleep culture. Yeah. That really needs to be a thing of a
0: past. And I, I think for at least in the entrepreneurial circles that I'm starting to run in, I see more people who, I love this idea of sleeping your way to the top, but who value those types of things. I remember at an organization I worked with, the CEO talking about how like she had to go to the hospital at one point and how another entrepreneur told her like, oh, yay! Join the club. Like now you're a real entrepreneur because you've been hospitalized for like working your body to the bone. And that is just not the type of entrepreneurship that I want to see glorified anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I've I've been on that side of it before. And, you know, I have struggled a lot with autoimmune disorders. And when I was about 21, I wound up getting mono really as a result of burnout. And I was taken out for an entire year. And after that experience, I was really forced to listen to my body, which is something that I think as younger people, we tend to ignore because we think that we're resilient and your health really is your most important asset. And once it's gone, you know, it it puts everything in perspective.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that. Like, yeah, you've you've been down that road, you see where it goes. And so, now being somewhat on the other side, what does body awareness look like for you? And what are some tips that you'd share for other people who maybe aren't naturally, feel, like they're not naturally as good at this subdimension, or it doesn't flow as easily for them?
1: I think first and foremost, um, it's just as physical as it is mental. And I think you have to build body awareness into your routine in a way that's not just going to the gym every day. Every morning when I wake up, I really check in with myself. And I have really been doing not a formal body scan, but just this idea of waking up and really scanning from your head to your toe and checking in with the way that your body is feeling so that you can approach the day based on the way that you are rather than just the way that your mind wants you to to exist and to perform. and. That one small act of mindfulness has actually made a huge difference for me because I've learned how to have more grace and compassion for myself. I think we're very hard on ourselves as type A's, as most entrepreneurs are. And you know you can only be as strong as you are, at least in my opinion, as you are in touch with your own body. Because if you can't optimize it and you can't be in touch with its needs, like anything else, it will be neglected and break. Mm, That is such,
0: such a good reminder. And I like hearing too that it sounds like this body scan practice or not even as formal of a body scan practice is something that
1: doesn't necessarily take you a lot of time. Am I getting that right? It's really, it's honestly a, a one minute, two minute activity. And, you know, that's really where my start, I start my day. So starting it with an act of Meditation or intention to honor my body and understand where it's at, paired with physical activity, which is you know usually trying to do a run or a hike, you know the three to f- five days a week. Uh, but I think the most important thing is really what are the small things that you do, the intermittent things. And for me, I've really learned so much about how diet impacts my body and the way that my brain and body functions, and that was part of really that journey. You know as a result of mono starting to develop a lot of autoimmune issues which you know we're kind of facing this autoimmune chronic stress crisis and all the inflammation that we put in our bodies starts to impact our brains and our performance and so one of the things that I've really started cutting out is I've actually cut out caffeine um, for the most part. I've swapped my coffee with mud water or four Sigmatic, which is, you know, lion's mane and chaga mushrooms that ultimately feel your brain and keep you a little bit more at a balance point, um, especially because I'm someone that struggles with anxiety. So there are small changes I've made like that in addition to you know really cutting out um, gluten, which is something my body just doesn't process well and it's helped me just have a sharper mind. It's helped my sleep. It's helped, you know, so many different things. And it's wild how what you put into your body, and there's even tests like Everlywell, which show what your body is sensitive to, can change your life.
0: Yeah, so what I'm hearing is on a daily basis, there's like this micro practice, this quick check in with your body, that is just a moment of appreciation and observation. And then you've got, you've found these types of movement that feel really good for you. And I love the way that you've positioned the conversation around what foods that you're putting into your body. And I'm really hearing it as like, I figured out that these things don't work for me. It's not necessarily that Every single person can't have caffeine, but you know that for you, caffeine doesn't work. I'm I'm the same. I have generalized anxiety disorder. And I just don't do well with caffeine. Also, as someone who already has a tendency to workaholism, putting something in my that overrides my ability to realize that I'm tired is just like not healthy for me.
1: Right. A hundred percent. And you know, I think there's so many and and I, I think it's more about you know how food optimization rather than dieting i think for me so much of the way that people think about diets and food and eating healthy feels like a depletion in a way of oh i'm not having this or i'm not having this thing and the way i look at it is like i get to nurture i get to you know have all of these greens and all of these vegetables and all of these things that you know, really provide fuel, and it's really all about positioning and and you know what you tell yourself. And yeah, I feel. I mean, honestly, food, what you eat can change your life. Like I said, and you know, there's been a part of my life where I haven't even able. But when I was really sick, I couldn't even really get up and sit up for more than thirty minutes at a time for a year. And so the only way that I could really make myself feel better was through changing what I put into my body. And I think you know, for anyone that's listening today. Radical change doesn't happen overnight and radical change can happen with small steps. And by learning and processing and doing your own research so that you can build your, your dream life and your dream self.
0: Yeah, I really think it's important for us to examine what works and what doesn't work for us and be able to, yes, take in outside input, but ultimately be able to check in and see how do I feel when I'm eating this thing? I'm, I've been in this like battle with dairy for a long time. I don't feel great after I eat dairy, even though my taste buds love it in the the moment. And so I've had to actively have this conversation with myself about like, okay, how do I feel when I eat this? Like, how do I feel in the moment? How do I feel 30 minutes later? How do I feel a day later? And is that something that I want to continue to engage with? And so knowing that when you have this body awareness, you're able to check in with yourself and notice what works for you and what doesn't work for you, which can be completely different. Like I'm totally fine with gluten, but for you, Lars, like if you ate gluten regularly, that wouldn't be great for you. Yeah. I also think it's interesting and I wasn't planning to go here, but because you used to work with Ken I've gone through periods of my life where I've been sober or sober curious, not not because I have a an alcohol problem, but just because I was really like, huh, we spend so much of like our time saying that, not even time, but we've built the societal narrative saying that like to have fun, you have to drink alcohol. And what if I just questioned this? And what if I experimented with like going to something and not drinking alcohol? Would it still be fun? And that experiment like really changed the game and how I viewed social situations and even like some of the people I was or was not interested in hanging out with.
1: Absolutely. Well, with that, I mean, I will say that Alcohol is a depressant. Point blank. No argue, there's no arguing about it. And it's really interesting because we look at alcohol as a thing to enlighten parties and create these energies and, and spirits, which it does a lot of the time. But you know, for many of us after parties, especially for those of us that struggle with mental health, there is that that depression and that come down when the lights go down you're at home at night and you wake up alone like that's just a result of what alcohol is doing to your brain and you know one of the things that i learned over time and of course after <laughs> being a young person and in college where i definitely overindulged in alcohol I really had this incredible opportunity to devote my life to understanding, one, how alcohol impacted me because of being able to work on and build kin, but two, also understand how you can put something in your body that optimizes your mind. And there are neurotoxins, which alcohol is one of them, that quite literally pollute our minds and get in the way of our performance. And get in the way of our, you know, drive and love and all of those things. And when you pull that neurotoxin away, similar to what caffeine does to me as well, um, it's amazing, like how clear you feel just by choosing a better option for yourself. And I think what I've loved most about Kin specifically is that it's not just a non-alcoholic beverage; it really is optimized with things like GABA, 5-HTP, which are actually nootropics and supplements that I have taken for my own struggles with depression and anxiety in the past. And so being able to literally sit on something that is, you know, the epitome of joy and brain nourishing supplements within a can at a party. It's, it really feels amazing to quite literally take the high road and lift people's spirits and offer something that one allows you to feel included, but two allows you to wake up the next day and cross your goals. Because as a woman, you know, it's impossible for me. And even the data shows, you know, women typically in their later 20s, it becomes harder to process alcohol. And so taking that out of your life, I truly believe can revolutionize everything. And it doesn't mean having to go sober. I'm not someone that puts myself in boxes, right? Like I try not to eat a lot of red meat. I actually try not to drink any alcohol during the week. I'm doing dry January right now, but I just... I love to have fun without alcohol and it's also cool. Like you look better at the end of the night, you have more fun, your conversations are better. It really is the future.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being willing to share that. I kind of threw that as a curveball, but it just felt really aligned to the conversation. I built a lot of body awareness personally by taking out, out alcohol yeah. for periods of time and then when I tried to reintroduce it, I realized like, "Oh, a lot of white wine actually gives me a headache. Why did I never realize this was happening? Or like this type of alcohol actually makes me feel anxious. Like within a few sips, I can feel my heart starting to race, but I just never noticed it because I was at a party and I was
1: supposed to have a drink in my hand. One thousand percent. And I think we don't realize how much these things in our life become crutches for us. Like for me, You know, caffeine or coffee was a crutch for exhaustion. Alcohol was a crutch for social anxiety. And being able to replace those crutches with more so, you know, empowering tools those small changes can radically change your life. And quite certainly they can change other people's lives around you. I think when you can, you know, show that you can be an entrepreneur without drinking 10 coffees a day, when you can show that you can have fun, work hard, play hard, be the life of the party and also not have alcohol in your hand. And, you know, I think that's what the future of leaders are. The ones that hopefully can continue to transcend, you know, just the societal norms that have been placed and the things that I think for for many of us have kept us within boxes or kept us from achieving our goals and our dreams.
0: Yeah, I'm so thankful that we're getting to have this conversation. And like you said, normalize being entrepreneurs who I love that you were like, I get eight to 10 hours of sleep a night and neither of us really drink caffeine. And also like normalize being able to go to a party and not have to have alcohol, normalize being able to know what foods do and don't feel good in our bodies and acknowledging that and supporting people as they make the changes that they need to feel like the clearest, truest version of themselves. So I'm just so grateful that you're willing to have this conversation and go there with me and show people like yeah, you're allowed to make these types of decisions, even if everyone else is not making them.
1: And it's hard. I mean, it's hard to, you know, go out for coffee and order tea or go out for a drink and order a non-alcoholic beverage, because I think that people for many years have been like, oh, well, what's wrong? Why isn't she drinking? Why isn't this? Is she pregnant? XYZ? And no, like it's time to you know, hold our torch and live our truths and, you know, just do that unapologetically. Live your truth is like one of the things that I always tell everyone. And I start all my meetings with that question usually. What's your truth today? Because if we can't live our truths, then what's the point?
0: I feel like that's the perfect way to end it. That was your mic drop moment, Lars. So if people enjoyed hearing what you had to say, if they want to stay
1: connected to you into their, into your work, where can they find you? You can find us at www.halfthestoryproject.org. And you can also find us on social media at Half the Story or my personal page, Living Like Lars, if you want to see pug content and more inspirational truths. But Taylor, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for having me today. This was really such a treat. And, you know, keep rocking. Entrepreneurship is a journey, not a destination. And I'm so excited to see what you do. Thank you. I feel the same way. Take care. Thanks.